Welcome to Talking with Intention, a Christian podcast about self-betterment through meaningful conversation. I'm Michael Collins. My co-host is Walter Somerville, and in every episode, we sit down to talk about something that we find meaningful or something that we're still trying to figure out. We're not experts. We just believe that life is better when we're intentional about it. I hope you love the show. I want to start things off with this quote from Dostoevsky in The Brothers Karamazov, a book that I finally started reading um, after wanting to for a while now. I've begun Not just it. wanting to. You were telling yeah, me. Yeah, well, I kept everything, I kept seeing it being brought up in different things that I would read or listen to or whatever. Like Jordan Peterson talks about it fairly often, but not even him. I heard Peter Kreeft talk about it. I heard... I don't know. I don't know. I saw it like several other places. And I was like, I need really need to read this book. I keep seeing it show up in places. I'm like, I don't know. But anyway, I finally started reading it and I want to, I really want to read you this quote yeah. and see what you, what you think. All right. It says, there is only one way to salvation and that is to make yourself responsible for all men's sins. As soon as you make yourself responsible in all sincerity for everything and for everyone, you will see at once that this is really so, and that you are, in fact, to blame for everyone and for all things. Hmm. Interesting, right? Crazy, yeah. It is crazy. That's, yeah, I, when I first heard it, I had to to stop for a minute and think about it, and I've been thinking about it for a while now. Yeah. It's one of those gutsy sayings where it's yeah. like, it's like, that's a little bit it's insane. It's an absolute, it's a, yeah, yeah. it's a little <laughs> bit insane to say, but it makes you think about it at least, which is, you know, maybe that's the whole point. What's the book about? Just so the well, context. I've, I haven't I've finished no it. Idea. I'm still at the beginning, but, um, like, is it a story? Is it, it's about, essays? the book is about, um, three brothers. Well, two brothers and, and their other half brother. Um, and <laughs> two their, brothers and their other brother. <laughs> and their other brother. Um, <laughs> and I guess their dad and then this elder at this church. Um, and I, I that's the thing. I'm still at the very beginning. So I don't know much. I've heard there's like a murder mystery and like some, you know, I know one of them is, one of the brothers is a, uh, like a priest or a apprentice under this church elder. Um and the other one, at some point, is going to become an atheist, um, or, or one of the others. And you know, it's I've heard it's really good, but I'm, I'm still getting into it. I haven't even hit this quote yet, but I heard this quote before I read, <laughs> oh, read the book. So this is spoilers. So even this for is you. this is one of the things that I that wanted re- that made me feel like I needed to read the book. Was ah, hearing this was quote. hearing the quote. Because um, and even broader context than that, Dostoevsky is an author that I hear about a lot. But if I'm honest, I don't actually know what else he writes. Like, he wrote I know he's Crime famous. and Punishment. There he we wrote go. Uh, The Idiot. I've got a couple of his books over here. I've read Crime and Punishment. I have not read The Idiot. Uh, and then The Possessed. I also I found The Idiot and The Possessed there at an antique shop, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, he wrote a few others. He was a Christian very devout Christian, but he also, I've heard, was not very much fun to be around. Kind of a jerk. (laughs) It's crazy how many, like, really successful people we hear about and turn out, like, people say, well, they're kind of a jerk to be around. They kind of were just terribly terrible with social skills or 
not a nice person. It's crazy. But yeah, okay, that's what I know from Crime and Punishment is this big one, right? Yeah. And then but, probably the idiot. Yeah. But the, uh, anyway, the thing that I want to talk about is responsibility. Yeah. And this quote, this idea of taking, making yourself responsible, as the quote says, in all sincerity for everything and for everyone. Yeah. Will you read the whole quote one more time? That doesn't even have to stay in the final cut. I just. There is only one way to salvation, and that is to make yourself responsible for all men's sins. As soon as you make yourself responsible in all sincerity for everything and for everyone, you will see at once that this is really so, and that you are in fact to blame for everyone and for all things. Hmm. Do you feel like you are to blame for everyone and for all things, Walter? I don't know. Like, what I first think about is like, okay, metaphorically speaking, yeah. right? Like, you know, the issue of sin and brokenness in the world is the same issue that's happening inside of me. Mm-hmm. It's not the world's problem. I am part of the problem, right? I am also broken and sinful. It's not just, oh, all of them messing everything up in the world and causing pain and suffering i am that yeah right and so do you think that's all that's what it's talking about is just saying okay the sin and the brokenness in the world it's not separate from me i am a part of it um i think that's part of it but i i don't think that's really what he's getting at when i was th- at least that's not the way that i applied it um cuz that's not i don't know that doesn't make you responsible for yeah. somebody else I guess. And and it seems pretty clear the way he words it too. Yeah. Be responsible for everything and everyone. <laughs> and I was thinking about it for a while and I was thinking about it pretty intensely right before we started recording and before you got here. And I went back to the thing that I think I've brought up in the last two episodes or at least two out of the last three or four. I don't remember which ones exactly, but I know I've brought this idea up in at least two of the recent episodes that there are no neutral actions. Everything you do will make the world either a better place or a worse place. Yeah. Every action you take will either make make the world either better or worse. Yeah. And I remember we kind of refined that down and maybe into saying there's no neutral motives or no. Yeah. No neutral intention um, behind, but there's every action has an intention. That's the thing. There's, And you might not know what it is, or you might, and that's kind of what the podcast is about, and we covered that already, but that's kind of, that is what I came to, thinking about being responsible for all men's sins, for everything that has ever happened, and for everyone, you're responsible. And, it, you know, I think about your actions make the world either better or worse. If something bad happens in the world, in a sense, it is it is your fault. And I think that's what he's getting. And that might be, sounds completely insane. And But I do think it's true because, and I, again, you have to, it is, I don't know if it's, I don't necessarily think that it's completely metaphysical, but I also, I, it feels wrong to say that it's, I'm, talking literally here as well because you know i would never say i that you know walter you should be arrested for something that i do right um but 
I think, man, it is tough to explain it. <clears throat> it I, makes me think, and I don't want to blurt into no, you're your good. I'm struggling. Of train of thought here, but it kind of makes me start to think about our own limitations that we put on ourselves. And like you were saying, like there's so much, there's bad stuff that happens in the world, and so our tendency often, at least mine, is to kind of say, well, you know, what can I do? Okay, there's issues everywhere. What can I do? I'm just me, and I don't do that much about it. And I like, I wonder if part of what this is saying is the the potential, the almost unlimited potential yes. of a human life. Yes. Like, if there's no saying what you could actually prevent or heal or yeah. damage in the world around you, you know, it goes either way. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. That it's because everything that you do makes the world better or worse, because everything you do matters. You know, you don't know how much good you could accomplish. You don't know how much better of a place the world would be if you only ever did good things, if you never made any mistakes, and you don't know the evil that's going to come from each one of your mistakes. You might even, you might never even see it. You know, I don't know if you've read the book, The Butterfly Effect, but that is kind of like that. It's like you make a decision, good or bad, and set it in motion, a chain of events, right? And this is not, this is a quote from Jordan Peterson that I also think is, I don't know, probably comes directly from this idea, but he says, the lack of your best hurts everything. You, your lack of, of attempt, of trying, your, you, your lack of effort to be good and to make good choices and to do good things makes everything worse. Yeah. Right? And in that sense, you are responsible for all of the bad, yeah. you know, and I, I, and I think this might've been what you were getting at at the beginning too, when you're talking about sin and the fallenness of the world is this idea of original sin, yeah. which is something yeah. else that like doesn't seem fair. I guess, you know, Christianity, Christian theology, we believe in original sin. Adam messed it up, messed for, all it up for everybody, <laughs> right? Um, Adam and Eve ate the fruit, and sin entered the world, and since that point, all human beings are born into sin, right? We're born with this sin nature. We are enemies of Christ until he redeems us, right? And, you know, that doesn't seem fair at first to think about, well, I didn't eat the fruit, right? If I was in the garden, I would never have done that, maybe, but... You probably would have if yeah. you were, you know, it's like looking This <laughs> something that I know I can relate to, especially recently, looking back at the stock market as an investor and being like, oh, if I had known then I wouldn't, what would have happened? I would have sold <laughs> or bought known, or whatever. Yeah, you know, I knew like, then what I know now. Yeah. Um, but it got me thinking about that is this idea of original sin that we are all, we're all fallen because of what Adam did, we are punished in a sense. We are born into sin. And 
it's like the whole of humanity is looked at as a whole in that sense and that we are all on the same team and one person commits a foul the whole team is penalized right you everybody has to go back 10 yards because one person had unnecessary roughness or whatever you know and it might seem unfair but it also if you're going to claim that that is unfair it, then you also have to say that salvation is unfair because they're both equally unfair, right? The fact that, you know, you are born into sin because of something that Adam did at the dawn of time, but you are saved because of what Christ did 2,000 years ago, right? If it's unfair that you should be born with a sin nature because of something, a decision that Adam made, then it's also just as unfair that you should be redeemed from that sin nature because of Jesus dying on the cross. Both of those apply to all humanity. Both of those apply to all humanity. That's right. Hmm. Interesting. So it definitely seems that, you know, we are, there, we can, we make decisions that aren't, don't just affect us. They affect everything. And it might not seem like it, especially to us, because we have an incredibly narrow view, but, you know, that does seem to be the case. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, I guess. I don't, maybe I don't understand it enough. I probably don't. Maybe I'm just not articulate enough, but you know, that seems to be at least the way that God is viewing us is as we're all on the same team. I think the part that gets me hung up on a little bit, it's, it's hard for me to think about is the word responsible and yeah. this quote where it says you realizing that you are responsible for I don't know exactly all men's what the sins quote, all men's sins yeah and everything <laughs> yeah you are like what does that responsible mean responsible in all sincerity for everything and for everyone yeah and for everyone what does that mean responsible well think about like with your kids i mean we don't have kids but a parent and their kids we most people they would say that at least while your kids are living in your house, the parents are responsible for those kids. They're resp- yeah. If the kid goes out and breaks uh, the neighbor's window, yeah. the parents are the ones who are going to pay for it, right. right? So how far does that, you know, that same thing, I mean, we don't view that towards everybody, obviously, but I was I was thinking, this is something I was thinking about before we started recording, was... Okay, well, then how responsible are you for your grandkids? How responsible are you for your siblings? And then I thought about Cain and Abel, right? Abel says he kills Cain, and when God asks him, where's your brother? He says, I don't know, am I my brother's keeper? And I think that's what Dostoevsky is getting at here, is he's saying, yes, you are your brother's keeper. We are all each other's keeper." right? You're responsible for making sure that I don't step out of line just as much as I'm responsible for making sure that you don't step out of line and you do the right thing, right? And I think that's why, because I would, man, that it, I, maybe this is a jump, but I just thought about truth and speaking the truth, right? And telling somebody, you know, 
when they're making a mistake or when you see something that's wrong, speaking up and saying something about it, it's the same thing. If it wasn't your, you have a responsibility. I think we'd all agree. If you see something that is evil or wrong to speak up and say something about it, right? Mm. That's, I think what he's getting at here. Yeah. And maybe that maybe a good way to put it into words is like the goal is goodness and truth. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's in my life or the lives of people around me or the whole world, right? My The goal is to <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Make the, the goal world is better, to make the world better. To produce as much good as to you can. To produce as much good as you can. Yeah, I like both of those. Yeah. And so, like, it doesn't just apply to me. The goal is not for me to make as much good in my life as I can, but... To produce as much, as much good, good, period, as I can. Yeah, and not so it applies good for to everyone. me, but good. Yeah, and we've already talked about this too in our in, the, in our episode on morality, objective versus subjective. That God is good. He literally good is God. God is good. The same thing. Yeah. So when we say produce as much good as we can. Same thing as saying produce as much God as we can, which sounds a little weird. So <laughs> yeah. you think about produce, but I think a better way of saying that is to represent God and to bring to bring God into every bring God into situation. every situation as much as we can, right? Because that is going that is bringing goodness in. Yeah. Interesting. So that's being responsible for the good parts and also responsible because that same, I mean. It takes us back to that C.S. Lewis chapter we were reading, um, talking about you know what is the goal of the three parts of morality. The three parts what's of the morality. What's the purpose of morality? Yeah. And so the one of those one of those parts of morality was what's the whole what's the direction that all of humanity together is working towards? What's our goal? And so as Christians we would say, well, the goal is to bring the most good that we can, bring the most glory to God that we can. Like you were saying, bring the most God into every situation as we can. And so what that means also is is getting rid of as much bad as we can. And so we're as much responsible for the good as the bad. All the bad that exists in the world, that's our task. That's our homework. And the thing is, you know, evil cannot exist on its own. Evil has yeah. to have good, it has to have a core of goodness to corrupt, right? All evil is something is comes from something good that's been corrupted or perverted in some way and twisted around. And that maybe is a whole nother episode to get into. But, you know, evil comes from this view of trying to create as much good or produce as much good or bring as much God in as we can. You know, we avoid evil not by like, I guess I should, not by avoiding, but by, you know, evil, evil comes from us, our failure to, no, oh, man, it's the same thing as I was saying with, um, you, every action is either good or bad, yeah. right? If you can't do something, if you failing to do good is doing evil. I mean, the Bible says that. It says, if a man knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin, mm. right? And I can't remember where that's at, but I know that's a Bible verse. And yeah. it's that, you know, failing, just not, 
<laughs> Man. Failing to do good is the same thing as doing evil. Failing to bring, to make the good decision, to follow your conscience, to follow morality, and to produce good is going to produce evil. Yeah. It's not like you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to stay neutral in this and not do anything. Yeah, like the Bible says as well, there's no lukewarm. There's no lukewarm. Yeah, if you're trying to sit on the fence, you're going to be creating evil. You have to be a, going after the good with everything you've got or else putting more evil into the world. Yeah, and I wonder if part of that is us lying to ourselves. Like, Because it seems like if you were to talk to people and hear them out a little bit, I think a bunch of people would say in some language or another that they're kind of lukewarm in their faith. They're kind of halfway there, halfway not. They're kind of on the fence. And I wonder if that's just us explaining away our evil <laughs> and the fact that we aren't where we should be and and so what we we call it oh well i'm kind of on the fence i'm kind of lukewarm i'm not all in and i think that's just us putting a nicer face on the fact that we're not in at all maybe yeah i don't know maybe it's a thought a little grim but (laughs) yeah um but that does bring me that i don't know i was i the more we talk about this i want to make sure that we don't skip over or make it sound like we do, we can do any of this. That's true. Um, yeah. Because I, th- I wonder if even part of the whole quote, which we're starting with, is to, uh, you know, salvation starts. Isn't that the quote? He, Maybe no, one more time. He says there's only one way to salvation. There's only one way to salvation, and that is to make yourself responsible for all men's sins. Yeah. And something that I've thought about before that that makes me think of is that you can't repent without knowing the absolutely deprived state that you are in currently, because otherwise, what are you repenting from? And so to me, that that raises the same kind of idea that in order to turn to God and repent and have him change our lives to be able to do good— we have to first understand really the bad shape we're in. Because if you think you're in mm-hmm. good shape, you don't need to repent. Exactly. Right? You don't need a, a physician unless you're sick. Yeah. Jesus says that, yeah. right? And so, and uh, not me, the first person coming up with this, but like the better you understand your sin and how far gone you are, the more meaningful salvation is for you. Yeah. If you understand your sin as like, well, you know, I told a few lies and I did this and that and and Jesus is going to forgive those. Okay, salvation seems okay, <laughs> I guess. But if you understand your sin as I was actively fighting against God mm-hmm. I, with everything, every part of my being was set up to serve myself and I was set up as an enemy of God, right? Spiritually, I was dead. Like they, this is something that came up in, in some of my Bible college classes. Um, some people will say, oh, you know, the picture of salvation is somebody drowning in the ocean and Jesus lifts them out of the ocean. And they're like, no, you drowned years ago. You're at the bottom of the ocean being (laughs) eaten up by some of the gnarly things that live down there. And God completely revives your spiritual life, right? From nothing. That's what grace is. 
And so the more the better you can understand exactly how far gone we are, the the more mind-blowing salvation is and the grace that comes along with it, right? And so I don't know, to think about being responsible for you know, me personally being in some way responsible, yes, for all the good, but also for all the bad in the world. There's a lot of bad. We're pretty far gone. And it makes the salvation that much more meaningful and impactful to think, wow, even with all that, God's able to, to clean it up and to, and to make it right. You know, that's the thing. It's not us doing the good. It's God, yeah. right? And so that line, the, this, there's only one way to salvation, that is to make yourself responsible for all men's sins, right? Think about, okay, if you were to make yourself responsible for all men's sins, what would that look like? You think, all right, I, all the evil that happens in the world is my fault. What do you do? What's your next step, right? Yeah. It's like, there's, it's so overwhelming. You realize, to th- realize how, like you were talking about, how messed up you are how evil you are, you, there's no way you're ever going to earn your way back into the good. Yeah. You're never going to be make yourself a good person, right? And so you have to let God do it. You have to go to the good yeah. and just give everything over to him, to that, to... God, if you're really, because that's the only way out. If you're thinking, I'm responsible for everything that's evil that's happening, it's, it's, it's paralyzing. It's like, there's nothing I can do about that. If it doesn't feel like it, you know, there's, there's no way that I can, can fix the problems of the world, even in myself. I can't even remember to pick my clothes up off the floor every day, right? I have to I have to surrender mm-hmm. to let go and to surrender to God and to good and you know, it's man that is and that's the what you're talking about the repentance the point of salvation is saying, God, I'm, I messed up. I've made so much evil. Yeah. I need, you know, I need you, right? Yeah. I need to, to, I need redemption. And that's what he offers completely for free. Yeah. And he begins working on you and through you. And to make good, to produce as much good as you can, to bring God into as much, as many lives as possible and as much of the world as possible and to carry his name into all the corners of the earth, right? You have to, the only way to do that is just to keep your focus on him and to, because he, because he is good because all goodness comes from him. So you're not going to go out and just start be like, okay, I'm going to go make things better. Yeah. 
right. I, I figured it out. Thanks, God. You, you made me, you cleaned me up a little bit. Now I'm going to go back into this mess and I'm going to fix it, right? It's like, yeah, right. No, you're going to go out there, you're going to get covered in filth again, and then you're going to have to come back and he's going to clean you up. You, if you take him to the mess. Yeah, use the same thing that cleaned up your mess. Use the same thing that cleaned up your mess to clean up the rest of it, you know? And, man, I don't know that I am explaining this in anything resembling a coherent way, um, but... I'm enjoying talking about it. Yeah. And I feel like I'm understanding it at least. <laughs> I'm definitely understanding it better than when we started. And one thing I was going to point out there is you were talking about how, you know, when we look at ourselves and try to realize, you know, what sorry state we're in. And you said we look at how much evil we've brought into the world. And I don't think many, I'm sure there's lots of people that it's very apparent to them when they look for a minute, how much evil they've brought into the world. But I think a lot of people, it's not very apparent. Um, But I'm going to go back to what you said about failing to bring as much good as you can into the world is still, that's evil, right? There's, there's no lukewarm here. If you've kind of been uh, wishy-washy, you know, not doing much one way or another, you're, you're missing out on so much potential and you've failed to bring so much good into the world. We, we need salvation, right? And the, yeah. And the only way to bring good into the world is to let God do it yeah. through you. Yeah. And you that's know? the first thing, honestly, that popped up into my head when you read this quote is because the quote is, there's no other way to salvation than by making yourself completely responsible. Mm. right there's only Roughly one way to salvation to make salvation. yourself responsible for all men's sins yeah. yeah and the first thing i thought was no jesus said i am the way the truth and the light right and so <laughs> i that's the one part well that's the one of the main parts that bugged me about that is the quote seems very self-focused yeah which is maybe a good place to start and that's what yeah and that's kind of what i was trying to get at i guess just a few minutes ago is and maybe maybe this isn't what Dostoevsky meant, and maybe he was wrong, yeah. but this is if if he's right, then this is why I think is because, like I was saying, if you make yourself responsible for all, for all men's sins, yeah. wh- what are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to go to God and that and go, you're going to go use you know this take you're going to receive the redemption that christ offers yeah because you'll right? realize it's because the only you realize thing that, that can help you it is the only way it's the only you know so that's what i think he meant was yeah. if you make yourself responsible your only option the only thing that you're going to do or <laughs> that would even make sense for you to even attempt is to go to Christ. Yeah. It makes me think of a quote from your dad, which he did a whole summer theme off of the Agape road trip. And he tells the story at the end of one of his chapel services, he was talking to the kids and he said, the only reason you are not running to God with everything you have is because you don't know how much he loves you. And I wonder if the, the flip side of that, that's also true is we, if we, so if we only knew how much God loved us, we would have no other option but to run to him with open arms, right? And I wonder if the also is, 
if it's also true that if we understood how deprived we how depraved we are how mm-hmm. sinful how evil. we are yeah yeah if we understood our state we would have no other option but to run to god yeah. as well yeah hmm. and if you understand both those things mm-hmm. you see exactly the gap yes <laughs> cuz you see where you're at and you see where god's at mm-hmm. and how how far that is right and it's what's that is the quote a famous quote right oh it's it's hebrews right where my sin increased grace increased yes even more i don't know so. if it's hebrews but so, yeah that's definitely yeah in there and it's like the, the more the bigger the discrepancy between god's goodness and our evil the bigger that the bigger and more meaningful the cross is to us and I doubt that we anybody has ever understood that how huge and massive of a difference that really is between yeah. God's goodness and our yeah. sinfulness. Yeah. I mean, the Bible definitely says we can't understand God's goodness. Yeah. Right? The width, the breadth, the height, the depth. And I wonder if our evil is similar. <laughs> but it's an interesting quote. Yeah, it is. And maybe the context of it is way different. And once you get through this yeah. book, we'll learn what I he was actually talking about. Yeah, with something I'll completely see separate. if I have some new revelation after I actually finish the book. But yeah. I've heard this quote pulled out like this a lot. And I heard it's the church elder who says it. Um, and so I've got a feeling it'll, it'll, it stands on its own pretty well. Yeah. But we'll find out. Yeah. You know? That'll be interesting. Anyway. It's probably a, sh- a little bit of a short episode, but I thought it was good. I was I was really struggling through it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but a tough that idea. means it's good, right? Is that's what we're here to do? Is attempt yes. to understand new things. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Um, I don't know. Like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>